here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here. Our number is 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You're at the right place at the right time. I've read these various reports in the New York Times, the Washington Post, and elsewhere on this report that the dorm released on Friday to the Attorney General and he released today. And if you read the Washington Post and the New York Times, uh, they're basically involved in continuing a cover-up, which they must, because they praise themselves. Journalistic organizations praise them for the remarkable coverage of the Russia collusion story. The problem is there was no Russia collusion. The real story, which the New York Times and the Washington Post and the others didn't report, which we on Fox and here did discuss, the real dishonest, immoral, unethical activity that occurred occurred with the Democrat Party, Hillary Clinton campaign, the Obama administration, and the FBI and the intel agencies. The Federal Bureau of Investigation is too big, it's too rogue, it's too dangerous. It must be slashed, it must be reorganized, and it must be put back in its box. It interfered in the 2016 campaign, it interfered in the 2020 campaign, and it's interfering with this campaign. And not just the FBI, the Department of Justice. I love the way they give themselves names, self-righteous names. Department of Justice. None of you are on the wrong side, it's not justice. And as Doran points out, this all began with a phony predicate. A report from Australia that was not even 
seriously examined for its legitimacy by counterintelligence in the United States. And yet they opened a counterintelligence full-blown criminal investigation against Donald Trump based on absolutely nothing. Which tells you that, again, this was used as an excuse, as a predicate to go after him. And at the same time, Dorn points out, Hillary Clinton got a complete pass. Hillary Clinton's lawyers were read into what the FBI had been looking at, what the Department of Justice was considering, but not so with Trump. They just unleashed an attack on Trump. Now, Fox reports as follows. Special Counsel John Dorm found that the Department of Justice and FBI failed to uphold their mission of strict fidelity to the law when they launched the Trump-Russia investigation. Fox News Digital obtained the report, and it's on this crossfire hurricane. That investigation looked into whether the Trump campaign coordinated with Russia to influence the 2016 presidential election. Based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intel activities, we conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in the report. Dorham said his investigation also revealed that, and I'm quoting, senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor towards the information that they received, especially information received from politically affiliated persons and entities. This information in part triggered and sustained Crossfire Hurricane and contributed to the subsequent need for Special Counsel Mueller's investigation, the report said. In particular, there was significant reliance on investigative leads provided or funded directly or indirectly by Trump's political opponents. The department did not adequately examine or question these materials and the motivations of those providing them. Now, the, the reason the department didn't want to is because the department had no interest in it. That is, the department wanted any excuse to proceed against Trump. Even when at about the same time, the director of the FBI and others learned of significant and potentially contrary intelligence. Dorm is referring to past FBI leadership in his report, specifically former FBI Director James Comey and former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe. My God, imagine if Trump hadn't fired Comey. Reacting to the report, the FBI said in a statement, the conduct of 2016 and 2017 that Special Counsel Dorm examined was the reason that current FBI leadership already implemented dozens of corrective actions, which had now been in place for some time. Had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented. This report reinforces the importance of ensuring the FBI continues to do its work with rigor, objectivity, and professionalism. The American people deserve and rightly expect. This is disgusting what the FBI writes and puts out. Christopher Ray is a complete fraud and a hack. He's a bureaucrat. 
They're doing exactly the same thing today. Exactly the same thing against Trump, and I'll get to that in a minute. Stodorm said there is a continuing need for the FBI and the department to recognize, I'm quoting him, that lack of analytical rigor, parent confirmation bias, and an overwillingness to rely on information from individuals connected to political opponents caused investigators to fail to adequately consider alternative hypotheses. Dak, without appropriate objectivity or restraint in pursuing allegations of collusion or conspiracy between a U.S. political campaign and a foreign power. Although recognizing that in hindsight much is clear, much of this also seems to have been clear at the time. We therefore believe it is important to examine past conduct to identify shortcomings and prove how the government carries out its most sensitive functions. So you can see by Christopher Frey's response today, he has no intention of doing that. We've already made all these changes. It wouldn't have happened if there was an effort today, but there is an effort today. There's two grand juries, special counsel, and two ridiculous investigations, and I'll get to that. And uh, then, of course, this all triggered special counsel Robert Mueller. And uh, people will point to the fact, well, he brought three charges and only one guy pleaded, you know, the one that falsified the uh, counterintelligence warrant with FISA. Ladies and gentlemen, I think Dorm concluded what we all know, which is anytime you're involving Donald Trump or using his name, they're not going to convict people who have committed offenses in pursuit of Donald Trump. It's not going to happen. That's why he couldn't bring other charges, because when he brought the two in two slam dunk cases, he lost. These are two slam dunk cases. Sussman, the lawyer, and Danchenko, they were found not guilty. Klein Smith pleaded guilty and served community time. He's a lawyer, and he didn't even take his license away for altering a warrant. Think about that. Pretty shocking. In other instances, FBI personnel working on the same FISA application displayed at best a cavalier attitude towards accuracy and completeness, the report says. FBI personnel also repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of the uh, FISA surveillance while acknowledging both then and in hindsight that they didn't genuinely believe that there was probable cause to believe that the target was knowingly engaged, that is Trump, in clandestine activity. Uh, oh, I spoke that's Page on behalf of foreign power or knowingly helping another person in such activities. So what the media will do now is attack Durham. Oh, he doesn't provide any solutions. Uh, That's up to Congress. Oh, he didn't bring any more charges. Ladies and gentlemen, there can be a massive abuse of power that is not... uh, a, an, an element within the criminal code where they don't match up. That doesn't mean the abuse of power didn't occur. 
And if you read the New York Times and the Washington Post, you'll get sick to your stomach. So don't. I already read them. Now, when we come back, I want to comment on this. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, a.k.a. the American Stasi, has not fixed any problems. None. And the problem is actually bigger than the FBI and includes the Department of Justice, a.k.a. the Department of Injustice. There was never a need for a criminal investigation over the documents. There was never a need for a criminal warrant. There was never a need for a SWAT team, an FBI SWAT team, to go to Mar-a-Lago at Sunbreak. At all. There was never a need for any of it. There's never a need for a federal grand jury. This would not have occurred and has not occurred with any other former president, former vice president, former secretary of state, former attorney general, former anything else. These sorts of things are handled civilly. They're handled with comity, C-O-M-I-T-Y. If there's resistance, there's pushback and pressure. But that pushback and pressure has never included a criminal investigation. Because you could virtually prosecute any former official who has documents, except for a president. Because a president and former president have different authorities than anybody else. But for instance, they could have pulled that trigger on Hillary Clinton. And if you're going to pull it on ex-presidents, they could have pulled it on Clinton. They could have pulled that trigger on Biden. When he left office as vice president. My point is, there was no need to go to a five-alarm fire with respect to Trump and documents and so forth. But they couldn't wait, and they did. There's no need for a criminal investigation of the transfer of power in 2020. None. None. As soon as it was learned that Donald Trump, in an Oval Office meeting with the Secretary of Defense, 
the chief of staff to the Secretary of Defense, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and others. He, on his own, suggested that he should authorize 10,000 National Guardsmen to protect the Capitol building on January 6th, which was turned down by Pelosi, turned down by Mayor Bowser. And this information is supported by contemporary evidence, including an Inspector General report that says so. That should have been the end of it. You don't authorize or offer to authorize 10,000 armed American troops to protect the Capitol building if it is your purpose to overthrow the government. It's one thing to challenge an election, to challenge electors that are in a particular state, to encourage a secretary of state to find votes and that sort of thing, which, believe it or not, is pretty typical. The Democrats do it all the time. In fact, they did it against Trump. They did it against Bush. But that's not obstructing an election. That's not, in effect, treason. And so they, they twist his speeches. They twist his words at the protest or at the rally. They insist that he incited violence. No direct evidence whatsoever. All implications. And that because he led, in many respects, the challenge to the election, that he was trying to prevent the transfer of power, the peaceful transfer of power. And if those 10,000 National Guardsmen had encircled the Capitol building, people would not have been able to enter the Capitol building. So the idea that this man encouraged an insurrection is absurd. And yet there is a criminal investigation taking place in which they're trying to hang that on him as well. Now, I'm not done. I'll be right back. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. This is Liberty's 911 Hotline. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Welcome back, America. Then there's the two impeachments. Do you remember what Donald Trump was impeached for, Mr. Producer? Nobody remembers. 
Well, first of all, they tried desperately to find something to impeach Donald Trump for on this Russia collusion. And they spent 90% of their time looking into this, working with the media, sending out their propagandists like Adam Schiff to say that they had a, an open and shut case and so forth and so on. Then they realized they didn't. Then they had a phony whistleblower come forward whose name you were not allowed to repeat, who talked about a phone call that Trump had, and Trump said the phone call was perfect. Here, I'm releasing the transcript. They had this Colonel Vidman come forward, a never-Trumper, a guy who hated Trump, uh, with a Ukrainian ancestry. And this call was to the new president of Ukraine, Zelensky who was cleaning out the old. That is, cleaning out the corrupt prior Ukrainian government and regime. He was the reform candidate. And they hung their impeachment on really one word of one sentence, where they were claiming that Donald Trump was using foreign policy to try and get Biden investigated. That is, some kind of quid pro quo where Ukraine would give money but only if they would investigate Biden and his son, Hunter. That was a lie. But they truncated, that is, they cut short their impeachment investigation. They went right to the conviction. Conviction in the sense of the House making allegations. And rushed it through and sent it to the Senate, where it died. That was the first impeachment. The second impeachment was the effort to tie January 6th to President Trump. That is the, the violent aspects. And they rushed through that. They didn't hold any serious hearings. They were joined by several Republicans in the Senate side, 10 on the House side, because they were angry. They weren't angry at Pelosi. They weren't angry at McConnell. They didn't say, why didn't you accept those 10,000 National Guardsmen? Or why didn't you muscle up the Capitol Police or the Capitol Hill Police, the Metropolitan Police, which neither the mayor nor Pelosi did either. And neither did McConnell. And so Trump's out of office He's at Mar-a-Lago, and they pursue his impeachment. The impeachment of a private citizen. And they say they do that to try and prevent him from ever running again. This is unheard of in American history. Absolutely unheard of. And you have a media in this country that is the most corrupt media in the history of this country. It's worse than yellow journalism. It's worse than the partisan media at the time, because at least they, they made it clear who they represented. They took sides, and they even put their names in the, in the newspaper. The Arizona Republic, the Arkansas Democrat, or whatever. But not today. Not today. 
the media are populated with Democrat apparatchiks. So today you have two criminal federal grand juries in Washington, one on a documents case that should never have been a criminal investigation. And one on January 6th said it should never have been a criminal investigation of the former president, ever. Then you have Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in Manhattan, who brought a bogus case. Now you have the DA in, in Atlanta flipping people, threatening them with jail time, prosecution and jail time, if they don't testify against Trump as fake electors. Fake electors? That's a criminal case? I thought that is a Congress matter. No, 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 no. Fake electors is a criminal case. Really? Then, of course, you have the rape case that was brought after George Conway and a never-Trumper billionaire got involved, 27 years old, and the woman involved said that she was raped at a department store. She couldn't remember what year. During the day, in a clothes room, changing room. And the trial was a disgrace. And you won't hear this on MSNBC. You won't hear it on CNN. You won't hear it from Sununa, any of these people. Because they don't want to know from Butkus. But when you can bring in information like a videotape of Access Hollywood... Are two individuals who make allegations that are un- utterly unrelated. And keep in mind, Donald Trump was not convicted of rape. That was the allegation. He's convicted of sexual battery. But that's not what he was accused of. He was accused of rape. And as I've discussed before, it's very c- convoluted. If you believe what the complainant is saying of the conduct of the president, then you convict him of rape. There's no lesser included offense. This is a civil case, not a criminal case. This has been utterly ignored for two reasons. One, it's very important. Two, I said it. I said it, so they ignore it. It's okay. You're out there. So all this is being done now. And so the FBI is interfering with this race, circling back to the point. The FBI is circling back to doing what it did before. It clearly interfered in the 2016 election, and that's pretty much what Dorm says. And it's clearly interfering with this election in a very, very significant way, and that would include not just the FBI but the special counsel serving as a U.S. attorney and the entirety of the Department of Justice. Conversely, Durham makes the point that Hillary Clinton, her investigation was treated completely differently. And it's funny, the New York Times and the Washington Post say, we already knew all this stuff. The New York Times and the Washington Post rejected all of this stuff. It's not what they knew, it's what they rejected. They rejected the fact that Hillary Clinton was treated differently. They portrayed her as a victim. They rejected the fact that when it came to her emails and her documents, that she's treated differently than Trump. 
They reject the fact that the destruction of emails and so forth has been treated differently than Trump. They reject all of that. They also reject the fact that Hillary Clinton and her campaign played a very, very significant role in really helping to destroy the FBI, our electoral process, and look at the division in this country. Look at it. Look at what they did to this country. And I don't expect the New York Times and the Washington Post to apologize. They basically just blew off this report. That's what their articles do. Oh, we already knew all this stuff. Uh, What's the big deal? Uh, Because it's the New York Times and the Washington Post. This is precisely the way CNN and MSNBC will respond. Then they wonder why they're despised. Actually, they don't. Their business model has changed. They're not interested in the least in appealing to as many Americans as possible. They're interested in one thing, appealing to a certain percentage of the population of the people. Not all the people. And that's their business model, and that's all they care about. That is... They know that Republicans mostly and conservatives for sure do not purchase their newspapers or read their websites. And I'll prove this to you. When CNN had Trump on, Trump absolutely destroyed the phony partisan host at that town town hall meeting. The CNN audience crapped their collective pants. And so what lesson does CNN take out of that? The lesson CNN takes out of that is don't turn on your audience. That that is your base. That is your political base. That's what they take out of that. And they'll never do it again. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. Hey, 
Well, the ratings came out again all across the country. I want to thank all you folks. Especially want to thank the radio affiliates, stations out there that actually mention my show. And promote it along with the other shows. We have a couple that don't do that. Very bizarre, actually. The way I view it is I am a member of the team of every radio station. And we better get very serious about this. Because the auto industry is pushing us out of tens of millions of vehicles. That is, they're killing off AM. And I don't think this is just a coincidence. Or the frequency gets in the way. And more and more of these these automobile companies are doing it. It's very serious. So the way AM radio will remain a force, if we do, will be content. Content. Content trumps everything else. If I'm not on a station in a particular geographic area, people find me. They find the podcast. They find the streamlining. They find you. So stations are only committing their own, these, these handful of stations. Really, one station. Its own suicide. If it fails to promote its complete lineup. Because people will go elsewhere. And by the way, in New York... Every single month, we crush our competition on WOR. Every single month. 12 plus, 35 to 64, 25 to 54, 6 to 9 p.m. I'm sure the guy's a very nice guy. But every month. It just is what it is. And, of course, we're up against the Yankees and the Mets, playoff basketball, playoff hockey, Six to nine at night. Nobody else is. Not five to six. Not four to five. Nobody else. And this is routine for us. This is the way it is. And that's why the three to six p.m. hour on the East Coast is the most difficult in radio. And yet here we are, 20 years. So I want to thank you, the listeners. It's the audience. I want to thank you. Because come hell or high water, however these things are managed at the local level, you manage to find us. I'll give you an example. Our podcast is through the roof. It's through the roof. The podcast is simply the radio program. And I am talking with Westwood One in the future about doing a a separate podcast from radio, doing both. In order to jack up the podcast numbers and get more traction to the podcast numbers. I mean, a podcast. As well as our terrestrial radio friends. And in order to... To get on our podcast, you go to marklevinshow.com. You click on the audio rewind at the top and pick your favorite podcast platform. Or 
You go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and search Mark Levin Show, and you subscribe for free. It's always good to have the podcast in the back of your pocket. Always good. I would encourage you to check it out. Well, if my phone screen were working, I would take a call right about now, but it's not. So let me continue on this. This is going to pass in the next 24, 48 hours. The dorm report. It'll be like it never happened. Like it never happened. The Democrats using the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Using both. Against Republicans. Against a Republican candidate. Against a Republican president. Now against a former Republican president who's running for president. And then they won't turn anything over. Sources and methods, they say. Sources and methods. So we have no effective oversight. No effective oversight. And so I want to go back to my proposal. My proposal is to slash the budget of the FBI. Slash it. Slash the number of people. I think the founders of America will be shocked to know that we have this massive federal police force with unlimited power that is militarized by one political party against another. It'll go after parents. It'll go after pro-lifers. It'll go after even peaceful protesters. There has to be something that's done, and if it can't be done by law, it's got to be done by budget. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. You know, how many years ago was this, Rich? I'm trying to remember March, I think it was 2017. Does that make sense? Yeah. March 2017. Wow, six years ago. I want to tell you about March 2017. Thursday, I guess that would be 5, 4, the 2nd of March, Mr. Producer. On radio here. Oh, wow. What am I doing up there? Why am I on Fox still? Who knows? In any event, what was going on back then was that afternoon, late in the afternoon, around 3 p.m., I'm going through 
my research, I'm looking at different articles, and something strikes me. And so I start to go back, month by month by month, and more things strike me. And yet that day, the press, and the day before, and the day before, that the press were reporting about how the FBI was investigating Trump. There were these odd reports about FISA. These reports were in the New York Times, broadcast media, Washington Post, McClatchy. So I started to pull them together, going back several months. And then I put them in order, chronologically, actually reverse chronological order. And I started to move them back. I said, oh my God. The FBI is spying on the Trump campaign, or was, and now is spying on the Trump presidency. You remember that, Mr. Producer? And so I was chomping at the bit to get on radio. I put them in order as exhibits, as lawyers do. And I put together, I think it was like 11 exhibits, give or take. And it was clear to me that the FBI had also gone to the FISA court. Now, I didn't have all the facts. I had whatever the media were putting out there. I didn't do an independent investigation. I don't have subpoena power. I don't have investigative staff. I'm not part of the government. I'm not part of Congress. Just a little old us behind me behind the microphone and Mr. Producer at the board. But I've been around long enough at Justice to know that the FBI was working with the media and they were leaking. And they were spying. So you folks on radio heard it first. on our 400 affiliates across the nation. You know, some hosts say, I have 600 affiliates, and they count, you know, orange juice cans. We don't play that game. We have four real, 400 real radio stations. You were the first to learn about it. Because on that Thursday evening, I came right out of the box, and I explained to you what I found. It hit all the headlines, Associated Depressed, Reuters, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, and every single one of them attacked me, which didn't bother me, but they attacked me. They were complicit in this. I was asked, how do you know? They went to the FISA court, the FBI. I said, because it's in your article. I'm just putting together what's been leaked to you and what you're regurgitating. But I'm the one who just put it all together and saw what you're doing. It's not just one newspaper effort. This campaign against Trump is across all media platforms. The FBI is leaking to friendly Democrat Party, corrupt media. But the point is, they're spying on the Trump campaign and they're spying on the Trump presidency. 
This was picked up by my buddy Joel Pollack, who wrote a piece in Breitbart. And that piece was brought to President Trump. And I remember President Trump calling me after I appeared that Sunday. Remember, the radio show was Thursday. That Sunday, on March 5th, 2017, on Fox and Friends Sunday. And my buddy Pete Hegseth, who's a tremendous patriot, plus he lets me speak. That's why I'll go on Fox and Friends on the weekend. This is a truncated version. But again, Dorman's report indicates that, yes, they spied. But I didn't have the the benefit of subpoena power and interviews and all the rest of it. Go ahead, Mr. Producer, go. On your Thursday evening radio broadcast, you laid out a devastating case about executive overreach of the Obama administration, which many believe metamorphosized itself to tweets that President Trump sent out on Saturday morning, accusing potential wiretapping in Trump Tower. Uh, we want to give you a case here this morning to lay out what you know, what you know about it, and the evidence you have for the potential executive overreach of the Obama administration. Well, pleasure to be here. The evidence is overwhelming. This is not about President Trump's tweeting. This is about the Obama administration's spying. And the question isn't whether it's spied. We know they went to the FISA court twice. The question is, who did they spy on? The extent of the spying. That is, the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, Trump surrogates. And I want to walk you through this, the American people. Exhibit one. Exhibit one. This is all public. Head Street, two separate sources with links to the counterintelligence community have confirmed that the FBI sought and was granted a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court. This is spying uh, in October, giving counterintelligence permission to examine the activity of, quote, U.S. persons in Donald Trump's campaign with ties to Russia. Let me go on. This isn't me. They say the first FISA request sources say name Trump was denied back in June, denied by the court. Mm -hmm. But the second was drawn more narrowly and was granted in October after evidence was presented of a server possibly related to the Trump campaign and its alleged links to two banks. Now, sources suggest that a FISA warrant was granted to look at the full content of emails and other related documents that may concern U.S. persons. Now, I know people are hung up with Trump's word wiretapping, well, how'd they get access to this server information? Does it really matter if it was wiretapping, electronic surveillance, or whatever it was? Exhibit two, The Guardian, a well-known right-wing British paper. Here it is, uh, quote, The Guardian has learned the FBI applied for a warrant from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court over the summer in order to monitor four members of the Trump team suspected of irregular contacts with Russian officials. Keep in mind, this is during a presidential election. The sitting president, the incumbent party, is now investigating the presidential candidate of the Republican Party and his campaign, to some extent. The FISA court turned down the application, asking FBI counterintelligence investigators to narrow its focus. According to one report, the FBI was finally granted a warrant in October. Exhibit 3, McClatchy, another well-known right-wing newspaper. Here they have the agency's headline. FBI, five other agencies, five other Obama administration agencies, pro possible covert Kremlin aid to Trump. 
The FBI and five other law enforcement intelligence agencies have collaborated for months in an investigation into Russian attempts to influence the November election, including whether money from Kremlin uh, covertly aided President-elect Donald Trump. Two people familiar with the matter said the agencies involved in the inquiry are the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Justice Department, the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and representatives of the director of the National Intelligence. Are you telling me Barack Obama didn't know it was Mark, going as on you six go, agencies? As you hold go on, on, hold on, how are hold you on. Okay, keep going. I'm not done. I need to make the case. Because the media seems to be confused about their own reporting. New York Times, another well-known liberal outlet, intercepted Russian communications part of inquiry into Trump associates January 19. The FBI is leading the investigations aided by the NSA, the CIA, Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Unit, the investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks, but have found no exclusive, conclusive evidence of wrongdoing. Listen to this. One official said intelligence reports based on some of the wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. This is the New York Times, Another my right -wing exhibit four. Another right-wing outlet. Let's yeah. continue. <laughs> New York Times again. NSA gets more latitude to share intercepted communications. In the final days of the Obama administration, uh, the administration has expanded the power of the NSA to share globally intercepted personal communications with the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections. Now, why would they do this on the way out the door? Well, March 1, Exhibit 6, Obama administration rushed to preserve intelligence of Russian election hacking. In the Obama administration's last days, listen to this, some White House officials scrambled to spread information about Russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President-elect Trump and Russians across the government. I'm not done. <laughs> Exhibit 7, New York Times. Flynn is said to have talked to Russians about sanctions Trump took office. Well, where'd they get this information? Well, Mark, you know, the FISA court, they're always monitoring the, uh, the uh, Russian ambassador. And so how do we know that? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But there's an awful lot of other activity. Sure. Here we have Washington Post. One more. Washington Post, March 2nd. U.S. investigators have examined contacts Attorney General Sessions had with Russian officials during the time he was advising Donald Trump's campaign. The focus of the U.S. counterintelligence investigation has been on communication between Trump campaign officials and mm -hmm. Russia. All right. Listen to this. Well, I won't go live. You get the drift. And so it was obvious to me, having put it all together, that this was a campaign of espionage against the Republican nominee, the Republican candidate, then the president, his transition, and his presidency. Turned out all to be correct. Not in every particular. You can blame the reporters, not me. But that was the first. And that's why you listen to this program, because I don't monkey around. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. 
Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with mobile hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. I want to welcome the courageous chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer. How are you, sir? I'm well. You're going to be heard by more people now than all cable TV put together. Are you aware of that? That's the power talk radio, especially this show. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm a want- big fan. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to present the facts. It's funny how you come under attack by the media. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this before you came on. I'm thinking, all right, you talk about up to 20 shell corporations, millions of dollars flowing in from the communist Chinese. Wouldn't that alone, without anything else, be enough to create curiosity by any journalist? I mean, that is amazing what you revealed there while Joe Biden is vice president of the United States. There's a thousand questions. It's it's amazing, and the media is worse than I thought. I, I had a low opinion of the media going into this, but it's breathtaking the the way they're attacking me for having the audacity to investigate Joe Biden. I mean, what we presented and produced to the American people last week at the press conference were three things. Number one, we. Joe Biden said his family never took any money from China. I think we all knew that, but we actually had the bank records to prove that his family took millions of dollars from China. The second thing we proved is the media has said all along in defense of Joe Biden that none of that money was ever uh, received by Biden while Joe Biden was in office. We showed that was a lie, and we didn't get through all of it. We just went through two countries, and there are other countries, but we showed payments, 16 payments from Romania alone while he was vice president traveling to Romania in charge of Romanian policy and things like foreign aid. So we proved the media was wrong in saying that, that none of those payments ever happened while Joe Biden was in office. And lastly, we named nine Biden family members, including his grandchild, who was in college, who got wires from these foreign nationals. So the press comes out, and the New York Times, their headline is, Comer swings and misses. Can't link anything to Joe Biden or something like that. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? So uh, it's been pretty an amazing week to see how bad the mainstream media is. Now that we have this report out by Durham, and they're doing the same thing. Oh, we already knew all this stuff. What's the big deal? Look, I think we have to just conclude that the media in America are as corrupt as they've ever been, that they are part of the Democrat Party structure, they're mouthpieces and propagandists for them, and that people who really care about this country and checks and balances and accountability... And it's survivability. 
just have to blow off the media, as difficult as that is, and plow ahead. Now, I am concerned about the FBI director. This guy is sanctimonious. Uh, he, he, to me, is very snarky. He's going to keep using sources and methods as an excuse not to turn over information. First of all, the FBI didn't exist when the country was founded, neither did the Department of Justice. They created Congress. And if you guys don't have oversight, there is no oversight. We have a rogue agency, right? That's right. And that's the one thing the Durham report stated as a recommendation. They need some type of oversight, some type of check and balance in the FBI. I mean, all we're asking for with this latest whistleblower that uh, Senator Grassley produced is just whether or not the FBI looked into this allegation, which is 100% consistent with the bank records and with the shell corporations and with all the information that we presented to the American people last week. This uh, informant turned this over to the FBI three or four years ago before anyone knew about the shell companies, before anyone knew about uh, how the Bidens actually had their business model to influence pedal. So for for this allegation to come out years before we knew the truth about all the LLCs and all that, it, it gives credibility to the allegation. And it would explain why the Biden family members, nine of them, have received money from foreign nationals. But the FBI won't even tell us whether or not they looked into it. Yeah, that, that just can't stand. And I hope if you guys litigate this, you'll fight it all the way to Supreme Court. Mr. Chairman, I have more questions for you, if you'll stick with us. And uh, we'll be right back. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. It's a pleasure to have uh, Jamie Comer, the chairman of House Oversight, with us. I know he's a very, very busy man. Let me ask you a question. Uh, You had mentioned that some of the whistleblowers are getting very nervous and upset and cold feet. What can you tell us about that? Well, you know, you look at the, the... Two individuals that were involved with him from China, uh, they were reportedly detained, and no one's seen them for a while. You've got the uh, Israeli that uh, was alleging some corruption involving both the president's son and the president, or then vice president. 
Uh, he's missing in Syria or, or somewhere in that vicinity. And you've got the, the, the I don't want to know if you, the correct term is whistleblowers, but the people that are uh, basically informants for us on where to look, uh, what, where the shell companies were hid, things like that. These are people that used to be in some type of relationship with Hunter Biden, either a, a personal or professional relationship. They're all either in court or uh, they they literally fear for their lives. Many have been contacted by the Biden attorneys, uh, threatened them. Because, you know, if you were in business with Hunter Biden, you probably aren't uh, squeaky clean yourself. So you, you've got a lot of uh, intimidation taking place. I mean, and, and look at me. They flew a banner over the Kentucky Derby, which honestly helped me. But uh, this dark money group probably, I'd say it cost over $100,000 to fly a plane all day over the Kentucky Derby, quarter of a million people, with a banner attacking me. They've got billboards in my district. I mean, this this only motivates me, doesn't attack me, but that's their business model. They're trying to intimidate the witnesses. They're trying to intimidate uh, the banks that are cooperating with us, and that they know the banks that we're about to subpoena. And it's uh, it's very disappointing to see these are people representing our leaders at the highest levels. Yeah, these are thugs. Actively engaged in a cover-up. Let me tell you something, Mr. Chairman. Um, during the January 6th hearings, if somebody looked funny at a witness, uh, they got protection. Uh, if somebody looked funny at a witness, they were said to be threatening them. Uh, the media went on about how brave they were and so forth. And, of course, in your case... And when it comes to these other witnesses, uh, they mock you, and they mock the committee. As a matter of fact, remember they had that whistleblower uh, against Trump on the Ukraine case, and you couldn't even repeat the guy's name, even though it was public. Even though it was public. The media said, don't repeat. So it's a completely disparate justice system, but it's also a disparate media treatment. That is, no matter what you guys do, this is what you're going to face. My question to you is, somehow you're going to have to pry information out of this FBI, and the only way you're going to be able to resolve it is to sue them. And one other thing, sir, if I may, since the law is not going to catch up with this FBI or the Department of Justice, and the idea that, that, uh, that, that the Attorney General hasn't appointed a special counsel on Biden yet is so grotesquely unbelievable. You're going to have to slash their budget. You're going to have to dig into this Absolutely. department, into this agency, and, and, and either break them up, reconfigure it, reform it. But this thing needs to be shrinked. I think our founding fathers would say, my God, what the hell have you created here? I agree 100%. I think the support is there in the House of Representatives within the Republican conference. And I will tell you, Chuck Grassley's pretty upset. And he's, he's always been a defender of the FBI. He's always been known for developing relationships and protecting whistleblowers. And the way the FBI has treated Charles Grassley, who is a credible, long-serving, distinguished member of the U.S. Senate, it's, it's I think, opened his eyes to the fact that this is a deep state bureaucracy that's out of control, and the only way to rein them in is to cut their budget. So... The Senate is going to have to give us backup in October 
when we negotiate the full-year appropriations bill. And there's going to have to be a an awakening, and there's going to have to be some accountability to this runaway deep state agency that that's covering up public corruption in the White House. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That's what they're doing. They're covering up corruption in the White House. They're involved in monitoring Americans on social media with the old Twitter. Mm-hmm. They are involved in going after the Catholic Church. Right. They're involved in going after pro-lifers. They're involved in going after parents. They're involved in going after, have you noticed, purely Republican politicians, pretty much? Uh, they didn't need to jack up this documents case to a criminal investigation. As a former chief of staff to an AG, we would never have done that. And even on the January 6th stuff, you're, you're criminally investigating what exactly? I mean, it's one thing to prosecute people who, who did violent things, but uh, Donald Trump was the guy that offered 10,000 National Guardsmen. That's a kind of, kind of funny way to run an insurrection, don't you think? I agree. I agree. And, you know, history is going to show that the overwhelming majority of the investigations against Donald Trump were, were baseless witch hunts. Uh, that's what the Durham report proved today. Uh, much of what the January 6th committee produced, especially with respect to they tried to pin it on, I can't even, you know, the, the guy with the funny outfit, was, mm-hmm. was completely fake, and they knew it. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's just so disappointing to see this at the, at the government. We knew that government employees and agencies like the EPA were uh, very partisan, uh, very liberal, and, and almost a lost cause to deal with. But when you see these, these same types of employees in the intelligence community in the Department of Justice, I mean, it's, it's a scary situation for our democracy. And, and Congress is the last thing, because used to the media would hold public corruption accountable. Now they, they attack any Republican who dares investigate and, and deliver the, the facts about public corruption on a Democrat. If it's a Republican, it's okay. But is there a, that, that's a no-no. Is there more to come? You don't need to give me specifics. There's I'm a lot curious. more to come. Remember, at the press conference, I said we've subpoenaed four banks. There are 12 banks. And I talked about two countries, Romania and China. We all know they were messing around in Ukraine, in Russia. Jim Biden, who who no one talks about, his shady business dealings were, were primarily in the Middle East. And then you've got some, some stuff that, that's popped up in, in Africa and Mexico with, uh, with the president's son. So, yes, there's a lot more to come. It's just taken a long time. They're fighting us every step of the way yeah. on getting bank information, uh, on uh, having people come in for transcribed interviews. I mean, it's, it's, it's an uphill battle, but, but we will get there. We've made a lot of progress in 100 days, and I think we'll make a lot more in the next 100. I think you have. Are the Democrats trying to sabotage the investigation? Every step of the way. When we got those first bank records in from Bank of America, it showed, among other things, a $3 million wire to, for all practical purposes, a shell company that then dispersed it to four Biden family members uh, over a course of about 60 days. Jamie Raskins gets everything. That's one thing a lot of people don't realize. When we subpoena information, they make two copies, one for the majority and one for the minority. Anytime I issue a subpoena, 
Jamie Raskins knows about it, the, who's my counterpart, the, the ranking member on the uh, Democrat side. Yeah, I know who he is. He's, uh, right, he's know, rotten, sure he's rotten to the up. core. Yeah. Right, he is. So, so when that information came out and we were gathering it, he issued a statement to the press and said, well, there was nothing there. All that was there were receipts to Papa John's Pizza and dance recitals. He left out a $3 million wire, plus all the payments to the Biden family members. But the media took what he said and made a story about it, making fun of me because I issued a subpoena and we didn't find anything. A week later, we issued the, the, the statement that $3 million from the Chinese Communist Party was wired into this account, Robinson Walker, and then turned around and, and split a, a little over a third of it to four different Biden family members. So Jamie Raskin just lied to the American people, and the media wrote it. And then I present the media facts, and the, and the headline in the New York Times is Comer swings and misses. I mean, it's a, it's a joke. But here's the good news. Half the country wants nothing to do with the New York Times. New York Times um, promoted Stalin. The New York Times covered up the Holocaust. The New York Times helped install Castro. I mean, their record's pretty lousy, wouldn't you say? Yes, I agree. All right, Congressman. Listen, you're terrific. You're a great patriot, and we will have your back here. So God bless you, sir. Thanks for having me up. All right, you take care. It's a good man. It's a good man. He's under he's under a lot of pressure. He's under attacks for doing his job because the media are disgusting. Right, Maggie? Right, Philly? Right, uh, what's the other idiot's name? Right, Peter? No, that's not his first name. Is I forget his name. Rich, you're not helping me. What's Peter's? Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy. Okay. Reminder, I'll be on Hannity tonight about 9.25 p.m. Eastern. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Well, here's a biggie. Want to thank my man Motley for sending us over of Motley Crew. No, not really. Uh, let's see here. Come on, come on, come on. I don't know what the hell's going on with my. Uh... All right, I'll just read it to you the way it was sent to me. You ready, America? Steve Malloy, who's great at junk science, just in from Noah. 
You ready? Noah. April 2023, cooler in the U.S. than April 1895, despite a 1,000% increase in industrial-era atmosphere CO2. Let me repeat this so Joe Joe, uh, Scarborough can hear it, because he hangs on my every syllable. From Noah, they're the ones that supposedly Noah everything. April 2023, cooler in the U.S., Then April 1895, despite a 1,000% increase in industrial-era atmospheric CO2. So this whole thing is a total hoax. Electric vehicles, electric power, not opposed to it, but I am opposed to the imposition of it. Gas stoves, light bulbs, this whole thing is a totalitarian effort by the Democrat Party, which hates us, which hates the country, which hates capitalism, to reach into your home and reach into your lives and ruin them and to control you and lord over you. A 1,000% increase in CO2 in the atmosphere, and it's cooler today. Cooler today than it was 130 years ago. Got that, Mr. Producer? Here we are. There we go. But here's the problem. It doesn't matter. The party of science doesn't believe in science. Remember? Masks. You know, natural immunity. All proven correct. No masks, that is. Natural immunity. Shutting down everything. Now they're all running away. I never said that. They all said it. Their first and last position is totalitarianism it's the bottom line I don't want to blow through this too fast the temperature to in uh, today well actually they checked it on in April April 23rd the temperature in April any given day they checked the 23rd Compared to the same day in 1895, they went back, not last century, but the end of the prior century, was warmer than it is today. It's cooler in the United States today than it was in 1895, with 1,000% more CO2 in the atmosphere. And you know what's going to happen with that information? Nothing. There are industries built around the Democrat Party agenda. There are people making billions around the Democrat Party agenda. It's like the DEI and ESG industry, the equity industry, people making a fortune off of it. It's like the climate change industry. People are making a ton off of it. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks, 
that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Um, I'll be on Hannity in about an hour and a half, 9.25 p.m. Eastern time. Why do I agree to these things, Mr. Bidish? Why do I agree to these things? Well, I guess to get the message out. That's the main reason. It's the main reason. You know, Biden was at Howard University on Saturday during their commencement. He gave the commencement speech. And, you know, it's a historically black college. It is actually a very good college. And, but why would they invite a guy like this? He's the last of the old segregationists. He's remade himself, as Biden always does, he's a chameleon, into what he claims to be some kind of civil rights leader. Remember he talks about in college and law school and after he got out of law school, his civil rights credentials. He had no civil rights credentials. Not one. As soon as he stepped foot in the Senate, sworn at the age of 30, he immediately joined the racist segregationists. James Eastland. Stennis. Fulbright, Gore, you can name them. So he, he was on that side of the argument on integration. In other words, he opposed it. And I'm not going to play for you all his statements and read to you all. It's, it's out there for everybody to see. Even the administration at Howard. So now this guy runs around like he's some great civil rights advocate he's going to save America from the white supremacist which is everybody who's white, everybody and then when he's he challenged on it he said well I don't mean everybody you know, but he does and Joe Biden has spent a long career in Wilmington and Washington D.C. playing the race card he just switched sides on it now Rather than playing the colorblind society card, he plays the race card all the time. And he feels this is what's going to get him reelected. He feels this is what stopped the Republicans during the midterms. He kept bringing it up. Plus, he's the great defender of democracy. Now, putting aside the difference between a democracy and republic, I don't need to get into that every time I bring this up. 
How is he the great defender of democracy? When he rules like an autocrat by executive orders. How is he the great defender? What has he done for democracy? Nothing. Ever. And so he's at Howard University. And he makes statements that to me are the most vile, hateful, racist statements of any president, probably since Woodrow Wilson, another Democrat. It's just appalling what he has to say. Cut nine, go. Racism has long torn us apart. It's a battle that's never really over. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to st- stand up for the best in us. So let's stop there. Notice his affectations. He thinks everybody's chiseling his words down for the rest of the time. This guy, by all measurements, is a moron. And always has been. And always has been. Go ahead. Love over hate. Unity over disunion. Progress over retreat. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. I'm not saying this because I'm at a black HBCU. I say wherever I go. White supremacy is the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland. Is white supremacy. No, it's not. Nobody lives thinking the greatest danger to our country is white supremacy. If you're a young black man who lives in the inner city, the greatest threat you face is another young black man who might murder you. Because that's what the statistics show. And so as long as people think and and speak like this, the real threats to various communities are not going to be addressed. I just read somewhere that by the time you're 40 in Chicago, did you see this, Mr. Producer? That you're likely to have seen somebody murdered or a murder victim? White supremacy? What are they talking about? He's not talking about the Klan and neo Nazis. I think we can all agree how disgusting they are. That's not what we're talking about. White supremacy. When you do critical race theory propaganda, it's all whites. They're not even talking. In fact, they're offended if you say they're, you're talking about the Klansmen and the neo-Nazis. No, 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 no. A white dominant culture, a white privileged culture. This is why he's signing equity executive orders left and right, that Marxist crap. It's nothing to do with the Klan and the neo-Nazis. It has to do with white people, whatever that means. And I still don't know what that means.
So if you're from Norway and you're from, I don't know, pick any other country. Let's say you're from Russia. And your skin pigmentation is similar. You're a white person. You don't have anything culturally in common. Nothing. But you're white. You're white. If you're from the Congo, and you're a black person who's from, well, pick any country. From, from Cuba. You don't have any cultural ties. This is what government does. This is what racists do. This is what Marxists do. Yes, all you people like that. You go over there. All you people physically like that. You go over there. All you people here. Now, you get this and you get. What is that? That's not America. It's Joe Biden's America. Joe Biden's been on the side of racists no matter what. Just depending on the on the decade. Then he has the nerve to talk like this. You realize he's the last of the segregationists? He's the last one. This isn't how a president should speak. Compare him, those of you who are old enough, to Ronald Reagan. Shining city on the hill, how wonderful America is, how we're diverse but we're united, e pluribus unum. From many, one. Do you understand that is our national motto? It's on the great seal. My wife had to remind me of this. But not anymore. I can see the new great seal of America. Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I missed. So, you're the president of the United States. You bring the country together. You have a positive tone. You talk about how fantastic, but he can't because the base of his party now and his party hates America. The guy never talks up America. Or he'll say some nice things about America after he's just trashed the country. He'll go like, America sucks, America is unequal, unjust, America is... But we are Americans, and if we only do this, it's one of those weirdo speeches. Guy's a weirdo. Guy's a weirdo. He's not sniffing women's hair. Or giving them massages. He doesn't even know them. Hi, how are you? Great. Uh, Why are you massaging me? Oh, sorry. So there he is at a historically black college, a very good one, <laughs> trashing white people. Because he has nothing else to say. Nothing. This guy's been a low life his entire life. I've told you that. I'm from Philadelphia, which is very close to Wilmington, very close to the border of Delaware. This guy has been a low life his entire career. And he's a character assassin. He's a character assassin. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Senator Richard Blumenthal. His nickname is Dick, as you can imagine. Dick Blumenthal. Uh, Connecticut's Dick Blumenthal says that, well, if Donald Trump wins the election and pardons any of the January 6th people, he should be impeached again. How come our senators don't talk this way? Here we have Joe Biden. Joe Biden has violated his oath of office to ensure that laws are faithfully executed, whether he agrees with them or not, all over the place, including on the border. And by the way, the media are very excited. They're taking Joe's talking point. You know, there weren't as many people on the border as we thought there would be. In fact, let me let me cut to that, and then I'll, I'll circle back to uh, Dick, uh, Dick Blumenthal. Jed Johnson was on... Uh, he was Obama's DHS secretary, was on the morning schmo. Now, the morning schmo uh, is a low IQ former republic. Now he says he's independent. No, he's not. He's still a schmuck. But I want you to hear what Jay Johnson has to say about this talk of, well, it was much less than we thought it would be. Cut eight, go. My Six, staff I mean. will tell you if it was under 1,000 apprehensions the day before, that was a relatively good number. And if it was above 1,000, it was a relatively bad number, and I was going to be in a bad mood the whole day. On Tuesday, there were 4,000 apprehensions. I know that 1,000 overwhelms the system. I cannot begin to imagine what 4,000 a day looks like. So we are truly in a crisis. He said this today. We are truly in a crisis. 4,000. Well, on a good day, we have 4,000 now. Because on an average day, we have 8,000. And Joe Biden's very excited because it didn't get to 15,000 when they lifted Title 42. Because now the, the dumbing down is increasing the number from which we are to make comparisons. But the number is going up. But Joe Biden's very proud of himself. Now, the idiot hasn't done anything. He's on a bike again with the helmet. He's on the bike again, uh, riding around like a homeless guy. But now back to Dick Blumenthal. We didn't forget Dick in Connecticut. Or Dick in Washington, I guess it would be. And he tells, I guess, the post-millennial... That if, if Trump's elected president starts pardoning these people, it's time to impeach him again. That would be three. Cut 10, go. Pardons the January 6th rioters, the insurrectionists who almost destroyed... So everybody on January 6th was an insurrectionist? I'm telling you, these people are, are evil. Evil. 
But this guy talks like uh, Lon Chaney in one of those old sort of uh, phony, scary movies with the monsters and everything. Yes, yes. Doesn't he say, you don't know who I'm talking about. Yes, yes, yes. This way, please. Come this way. Let's start at the top. Dick Blumenthal. Before he does you. Cut 10, go. Pardons the January 6th riots, the insurrectionists who almost destroyed our democracy. All right, stop, stop. Almost destroyed our democracy? Really? It's like climate change, folks. It's like Trump with the cages for young people, you know. They have to lie all the time. They have to take an event and make it a thousand times worse. January 6th almost destroyed our democracy. It didn't even come close to destroying our democracy. It didn't even come close to destroying our democracy. The Democrat Party is destroying our democracy, a.k.a. our republic. They're doing it every damn day Congress meets. They're doing it every damn day this fool president issues executive orders. Every damn day the bureaucracy is trying to micromanage and destroy our economy. It's the Democrat Party that's destroying America. Isn't it? Isn't it, master? Yes, it is. I can't do Lon Chaney. I used to be able to. Anyway, go ahead. ...for impeachment, I think, to so violate the American trust by pardoning the January 6th insurrectionists would be itself a betrayal of trust that would warrant an impeachment process. And I think that the motives and the potential influences on him in pardoning January 6th rioters... Insurrectionists? No, insurrectionists. They're not rioters, they're insurrectionists. Yes. Yes, that's right. So let me get this straight, according to this crackpot. Denying Dick. Let me, let me see if I understand this. So if the American people vote to elect Donald Trump, and Donald Trump, who's already said he's going to pardon at least many or several uh, of the people from January 6th, and he's not talking about the, the violent people, he made that clear too, the other people, then if the people vote for him and they know he's going to do that, and if he does it, he's violated their trust. Do I understand that correctly? Now, this lying bag of you-know-what, for years and years and years, he lied about his combat service in Vietnam. He never went to Vietnam. He never saw combat, even though he was in the services, which is fine, but don't lie about it. And he got elected for 20 years. He was the attorney general of the nutmeg state. Before he became a senator. The guy's also filthy wealthy from inheriting money. Those guys are the worst. You want to know the truth? I'll be right back. When the going gets tough, a tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Ron DeSantis, the governor, at a signing today. He's still plowing ahead, man. 
uh, DEI, Diversity, Equity, and uh, Inclusion. It's the opposite of everything it says, by the way. Diversity doesn't tolerate it. Equity, Marxism. Inclusion, they mean exclusion. And here's the problem. This is an entire industry. And across our colleges and universities, across our corporations, their HR our, uh, departments, there are now thousands of these people. Thousands of them all burrowed into the private sector bureaucracy, to the public sector bureaucracy. There's an entire industry here. It's going to be hard to pull them out of their positions one at a time, out of their cushy jobs. It's really quite shocking. Here is Governor DeSantis signing the bill in Florida relating to public schools. Cut 15, go. The first bill that I'll be signing is SB 266. Um, And what this does is reorient our universities uh, back to their traditional mission. And part of that traditional mission is to treat people as individuals, not to try to divvy them up based on any type of superficial characteristics. Um, We're going to elevate merit and achievement uh, above identification with certain groups. And in order to do that, uh, we had to uh, look at this new concept, relatively new concept, called diversity, equity, and inclusion. And um, I didn't know much. I mean, this is something relatively recent. I mean, Chris Ruvo can talk about when this really started to percolate. I think it, it had probably been there a few years ago, but then kind of the post-BLM uh, rioting and the George Floyd summer of 2020. Stop for a minute. Saw- it, it all started really in the 1960s and 70s. 1960s and 70s. It wasn't called DEI per se, but that's what it was. Go ahead. And on its face, I mean, I see when I see diversity, I think like, you know, different viewpoints have a robust academic discussion in the university. Isn't that what they're for? In reality, what this concept of DEI has been is to attempt to impose orthodoxy uh, on the university, and not even necessarily in the classroom, but through the administrative apparatus of the university itself, and that manifests itself in a number of different ways, uh, but this has basically been used as a veneer to impose an ideological agenda, uh, and that is wrong. And in fact, if you look at the way this has actually been implemented across the country, uh, DEI is, is better um, viewed as standing for discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination. And that has no place in our public institutions. You know, he is is fantastic. He is absolutely fantastic. And uh, he would make a great president. I, I really believe that. So... People say, well, who are you backing? Blah, 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 blah. Let these things play out. I'm a big Donald Trump fan. But I also think that Ron DeSantis, his likes come along very rarely. And that's why the the rhinos, the Sununus, the Mumumus, uh, the Hindenburg out of New Jersey, I think that's why these guys and gals take shots at these two because these are the two thoroughbreds there's no question about it these are the two thoroughbreds 
And when you see what they did to Donald Trump, and yet he was able to have a fantastic presidency, you can see why people stick to him, stick with him, and are committed to him. And they're not done attacking him. They're not done. I mean, what was done here, the dorm report lays out what you would expect from the old East German Stasi. And then the New York Times of old, the one that covered up the Holocaust and promoted Stalin, they have no problem with this. None. They're okay. As you would expect, because they've surrendered even the appearance of caring about this country. They don't care about it at all. It's the truth. Now, let's listen to Evan Perez, a reporter at CNN. Let's see if he does this straight. Cut 16, go. Uh, we finally have the conclusions, uh, more than 300 pages uh, released by the Justice Department. Now, uh, it has now been uh, transmitted to members of Congress who also are going to want to bring John Durham in uh, to, uh, to review some of the findings. But the bottom line is this. The, uh, the investigation found uh, that the FBI failed in many, many ways, things that we already knew from a previous uh, inspector All right, General. this is uh, absolutely a waste of... Uh... It's a waste of your time and about two minutes of your life to listen to this guy. But here is somebody I want you to listen to. Andrew Weisberg. Andrew Weisberg has destroyed many people's lives. In my view, he was an incredibly reckless prosecutor. He worked on the Mueller report. And now he's all over TV. He's just a hitman. He is a sleazeball, in my opinion. I want you to listen to this, right? You know, and really, you have to ask MSNBC and Cena, why do you put people like this on? This is an affront what took place. This is an affront to our system of justice. It's a complete affront. And yet you're off there. You're perfectly fine with it because they're invested in it, ladies and gentlemen. They were invested in Russia collusion. They handed out awards to each other. And so they can't come down on it. And they're not going to. Because they're still going after Trump. Cut 18, Andrew Weissman on MSLSD. Go. I just think the, the big picture, if you step back, is for those people who think... This oh, guy's everybody. a little nerd. He's a little nerd. Now, he's a, he's a former prosecutor. He had a lot of power. So, obviously, his ass was kicked all over the uh, kickball field, all over the baseball field. And he, I'll get, I'll, I'll get back at society. I really will. What are, you, what are you talking about, you little shrimp? I don't know. I'll get back at society. I'm going to become a federal prosecutor. Okay. And when I'm a federal prosecutor, you better watch out there, fella. What are you going to do? I'm going to twist the law. I'm going to use whatever means are at my disposal. I'm going to use the resources of the federal government to do what? To go after people like you. Now start at the top. Go. I just think the, the big picture, if you step back. It's a pretty good is... imitation, don't you think, Mr. Producer? 
I think if you step back, you know, the really the really big picture here is that yeah, you know, the Democrats are good and the Republicans are bad. You know, the Russians interfere with the election, and what we have here from Dorm is a big fat nothing. <laughs> Go ahead. I just think the the big picture, if you step back is for those people who think, oh, everybody does it. You know, the Democrats do it, the Republicans do it, yes, everybody's yes. up to no good and shenanigans. Everybody does what, you idiot? We're talking about the FBI and the DOJ. What do you mean everybody does it? Trump's the victim, you schmuck. Go ahead. That's just not true. There is a there is a false equivalency because you have an enormous amount number of cases which were proved where there, as you pointed out, there are convictions where there is a there. Well, there. that's all well and good. And tell me, how many people in Biden's circle has been inve- have been investigated? How many? Well, almost none, really. I mean, I mean, uh, yes. Go ahead in the 2016 election. They're continuing to interfere. Um, there are people who've gone ah, to jail. Shut up, you swine. I'll be right back. Mark in. guy will be on Hannity in a half hour, believe it or not. Live. Live. And that, uh, not dead, live at uh, 9.25 p.m. I've been writing down some things I want to say on TV, too, uh, that I think are very important. Mr. Mr. Producer, do we have a caller to whom I shall speak? Any irregular Americans? Regular patriots? That's who we have. All right, give me one. WABC, Alex in Brooklyn, how are you, sir? Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for taking the call. I'm going to be looking forward to that conversation you're going to have with Sean. I'm going to you know, tune into Fox. But I wanted to say that in 2020, our country was, was very divided, but not as divided as, as it's now. And Joe Biden ran on unifying the country because he wanted people yeah. to vote for him, people that want the, the country to be united. But now that he's president and he has no policies to run on, the only thing he's able to do is, I, I think it's just to divide us even more. And he's saying, vote for me, not because you like me, just vote for me so you don't get the other party. And that's yep. what his campaign is, is, how he's doing it in 2024. And I think that's also why he doesn't want to come to an agreement with Republicans over the raising the debt ceiling, because he wants us to default so that he can blame Republicans uh, for us, us having this default situation and, and our, our economy possibly going into recession when he was the one who said he was going to bring both sides to the table and for months he wasn't willing to sit down with Kevin McCarthy and, and you know even just sit down with him and negotiate it's despicable this is the guy that ran a unifying the country and he shows us now it's all because of the votes it's all about the votes that he cares about you're 100% correct he's going to run the most negative campaign in modern American history he's going to try and frighten his voters to the polls um the it's no secret the democrat party gets over 90 percent or so of the uh black vote he wants to scare the hell out of black people in this country as well as other minorities and so he's gonna lie because that's what joe biden's good at he is a liar he's gonna he's gonna lie about everything but especially that he is the guy he's the new martin luther king uh 
he is the uh, he's going to save the soul of America. He stands between millions and millions of white supremacists and and uh, minorities in this country. It is so hideous. Rather than uh, uh, raising the spirits of Americans, rather than raising the the desires of Americans, rather than being a positive force and voice for Americans. I mean, I would encourage people, and I would encourage you, if you haven't, read Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address. This man led the country through the Civil War, um, and he showed no animosity to the Confederate soldiers, none. Because he knew in order to bring the country together, he couldn't do that. Of course, he was assassinated by a Democrat. Just pointing that out. He was assassinated. And Ulysses S. Grant, when, uh, when, the, when, the, when the Confederacy surrendered, when Lee surrendered, he treated Lee and his general staff and uh, the men in the gray uniforms with respect. Didn't agree with them, may not even have liked them. But again, he knew that if we're going to bring the country together, this is what it's going to take. Joe Biden has built up nothing. He's contributed nothing. He's a wrecking ball. He's destroying our institutions. He's destroying what, what people before us, people before us in this country invented, produced, developed. He's, he's destroyed hundreds of years of what this nation has been able to do in two short years. And he's, he's pushing us and pulling us into some kind of a race conflict or something. So he can step in, and he's the great, he's the great, uh, you know, savior. It's just horrendous. Everybody knows what he's doing. Anyway, I want to thank you, my friend. Excellent call. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, our truckers, the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine and elsewhere across the world, and most of all, you, my fabulous audience. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow, and I'll see you on Hannity in 20 minutes. God bless you.